Holy Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I call for the hand of the Lord. Father, this very night, I expect the anointing of God that breaks all yokes to go forth. We thank you this night that the word by the Spirit of grace within me shall go forth in the power and in the accuracy only the Spirit of God can bring. And this night, we expect you to confirm your word with signs and wonders and demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. And we give you the honor in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we've been studying for 11 weeks. This is the 11th Wednesday night that we've studied on healing, testimonies of healings and Jesus' ministry. And we've went through uh, the scriptures and, and we've picked out the individual healings that took place in Jesus' ministry. Sometimes we'd cover one, two, three different healings, four, you know, whatever we could get through. We found out in his ministry that in 19 cases of healing recorded under Jesus' ministry while he was on earth, the Holy Ghost saw fit to cover 19 individual cases. Out of those 19 cases, 12 of those cases, the individual's faith was recorded. It was mentioned. It was brought up. When those persons were healed, their faith was mentioned 12 out of 19 cases. So if they were healed by their faith, blessed be God, you can be healed by your faith. Actually, you've got something better than they had. So you're born again and full of the life of God and have the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ residing in your spirit. Whatever's in Christ is in you. He is the vine and you are the branch, praise God. So if Jesus Christ has faith, the believer, his body has faith, praise God. So whatever he's got, you've got. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in your mortal body and it'll quicken it and make it alive, praise God. Hallelujah. Same, same substance, praise the Lord. Tonight we're going to look at, a, at, at two different cases of healing. One of them was the ten lepers that were healed. The other one was the woman with the issue of blood. Turn with me to the fifth cha chapter of the book of Mark. St. Mark, the fifth chapter. In reading over this uh, case with the woman with the issue of blood, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all three recorded this healing. So it must have been mighty important. Some of them recorded one kind of healing, like the ten lepers, just Luke recorded that. Uh, some of them, like Matthew, he just recorded one. Some of them recorded, two of them recorded one instant. But in this woman with the issue of blood, it was recorded in the three synoptic gospels. Do you know what I mean by synoptic gospels? I, I'm talking about those kind of like a bi biography uh, that, that just tell uh, of Jesus' life. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, 12 years old, you know, and, and, and anointed with the Holy Ghost, baptized, his ministry started, he healed this, he walked to Lazarus, all these cases. That just tells kind of like a biography, the synoptic gospels do. But when you get over into the book of, uh, of St. John, it takes 
the Holy Ghost to reveal that in, in, in your heart. It takes revelation knowledge because he gets revelation knowledge. Man, he starts the thing off with revelation knowledge. He said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, man. If you don't understand what he's talking about there, you're not going to understand the whole book. See? Then he says in the 14th verse there, John 1, 40, he said, uh, 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 the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now, how was the Word made flesh? Blessed be God, what God spoke came into existence. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, hallelujah. In uh, Mark's account of this woman with the issue of blood, you might need to write down Leviticus 15 and 25 and read what an issue of blood was. Now, this woman with the issue of blood... She was not allowed to come around other people. They didn't know what caused this thing. You know, they didn't have uh, any kind of medication or any kind of diagnostic clinics or anything like that could find out. They didn't even know what caused this, but they, they was afraid of it. They were, they were afraid of it. Amen? And they didn't know. And then this woman couldn't come around crowds. She couldn't go to church with other folks. Man, she, she had to walk out in the street. If someone walked down the sidewalk, she had to get out in the street. And she had to cry out, unclean, I'm unclean. And, and usually, those people that were unclean, they'd put a cowbell on them and they'd walk down the street, clang, 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 and everybody would you know, get out of their way and let them get out in the street or something. See, and it's a very uh, humiliating thing to be under this thing. And this woman had had this condition 12 years. I mean, she'd been sick 12 years and spent every dime that she had. And she was in no wise any better. So let's pick up the story there in Mark 5 and 25. said, It was a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had, all that she had, and was nothing better but rather grew worse when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue or power, healing power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou sayest, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Praise be unto God. Well, here in Mark's account, we see that something happened that was very important. Uh, uh, we see something that changed her life something that changed her whole thinking, 
changed her way of acting, changed her whole, whole way of figuring out about her life, doctors, everything else. Something happened. It's because she heard of Jesus, praise God. Hope arose in her heart, folks. Oh, she heard there's one that you can touch. They've been touching him. Oh, hallelujah, praise God. There's hope in the land today, folks. It's hope in the land that Jesus Christ is still healing folks. It's hope in the land that our God is still in the healing business. Oh, praise God. There's hope in the land when you hear about Jesus. Oh, praise God. Praise the name of Jesus. This woman, sick 12 years, Luke's account of it said she spent all of her living on physicians and they could not get her healed. Luke was a physician. Luke was a doctor. You know, I've heard folks say, well, you know, uh, uh, Luke, you know, he was a doctor. Yes, he was. But there's not one case that he ever used his medical profession or his expertise in medicine after he followed Jesus. Praise God. Are you listening to me? There's no case where Jesus ever told anybody, now, you know, let's join medicine and prayer together. Are you listening to me? No case of that. No case in the Bible. See, Jesus said those that are sick need a physician. How many of you know Jesus is the great physician? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, you say, well, do you, is it wrong to go to the doctor? No, nothing wrong with going to the doctor. Every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of life. Nothing wrong with going to the doctor, but there is a higher way of receiving your healing, and that is divinely from Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen? Praise be unto God. Praise God. Praise God. So Luke's account said the physicians said she'd spent all her living on physicians. Now you know, and I do too, she spent all her living. Most doctors that I know, I know a lot of them that's good doctors, you know, and, and know the Lord and, and good men besides. But you know, if you won't pay your doctor bill, you know they're not going to continue to see you. Are they? You know, that wouldn't be smart, you know. Uh, she doesn't spend all she had, it ain't no more she can spend. They couldn't do any good, you know. Uh, naturally, they'd refer her to another physician. Amen? So Luke said she spent all her living on physicians, and they could not heal her. But she heard of Jesus, praise God. When she heard of Jesus, something happened. Faith arose in her heart. Something happened in her heart. Something changed her whole way of thinking. She said, now, I don't care. I know. She said in her heart, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Praise God. Praise God. Now, this woman did four things in this account in Mark. So if you write these four things down, Whatever she did, it'll always work for you. Are you listening to me now? I'm going to give you four steps that she used, that four things that happened. But now let me make something perfectly clear before we get into this. This woman got her healing of a sickness for 12 years, but actually, Clayton, we're not to identify with that woman. Our identification should be with Jesus Christ and people, we should have enough of the word of the living God and enough of the Christ working in us that they're reaching out to touch us. Amen? Amen? 
Now that's God's best. But not many folks is there, but we're going to get there. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. When we was in Camden, a blind man stood up at the back of the building, and as I was preaching, I said, no matter what's wrong with you, and, and went on to explain, you know, that healing was for today, and that I would lay hands upon the sick, and, and I had an anointing from the Holy One. And he walked down the side of the, while I was preaching, he walked down the side of the building, touching the building. He couldn't, you know, see. And as he walked down, he, he, I didn't quit preaching. And I just, he, he finally got to me and reached out and touched me. And when he did, his eyes opened. Just like this woman here. Not because I'm something special, but because he released his faith there. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many of you know Jesus Christ lives in every one of you? The same Christ that walked the shores of Galilee, his spirit resides in your mortal body. Praise be unto God. So this woman did four things in Mark's account there. The first thing she did, she said. She said. You know why she said? You can always locate anybody by what they say. I can listen to someone talk for five minutes and tell you right what they're believing, right what they're doing. She said, what you say is what you'll believe. When she said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, she sealed her destiny right then. She sealed it with her lips. Blessed be God. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment, hallelujah, and I shall be whole. Praise be unto God. Praise God. She was speaking what she believed. In other words, what come out of her mouth was her faith talking. How you know it was? Because Jesus said, daughter, your faith made you whole. How many of you believe in listening to Jesus? Amen. Huh? Praise God. You don't believe that Jesus would give her any kind of advice that he wouldn't give you. You don't believe he would say something that worked for a woman with issue of blood that was not even born again and it wouldn't work for us. That wouldn't be right, would it? especially after we've got a better covenant established on better promises. Praise God. Praise God. She said, she said, she said, blessed be God, her faith was speaking. What did she say? She said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Someone said, well, she said if. Well, so what? What's that got to do with it? Someone said, if she said if, it, don't, it means she wasn't believing. No, she said, because of the crowd, you know, it's mentioned now, because of the press, press, they're thronging you, they're crowding around you, because of the press, if I can get through and just touch the hem of his garment, blessed be God. I'm telling you, this woman's sick 12 years. She's weak in her body. She's weak. I'm talking about all oh, religious tradition said don't come around anybody. You get out in the street, you unclean thing. Don't come around us. But blessed be God, this woman, she said, ah, if I'm able to touch a hem of his garment, I could see her scratching and clawing and getting there and bless God if she had to, biting someone on the leg. Get out of my way. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. See, a lot of folks, you tell them about Jesus and the healing power of God, you can't even get them to come to church. Well, just tell them to pray for me. And we'll see what the Lord can do, his mysteries to perform. And how, you, how many you know folks think like that never do see one of them mysteries? Huh? They don't never see him perform nothing. All right, this woman, 
She said, if I'm able to touch the hem of his garment. It keeps mentioning that twice, the press, and his disciples uh, said, Master, the multitude throngs you. They're just crowding around you. Luke's account, uh, according to Cotton Patch, the disciples said, the whole crowd is a pushing and a shoving. Man, he said, who touched me? His disciples said, well, the whole crowd's a pushing and shoving, man. So what do you mean? What are you talking about who, who touched you? They all touching you. Many one reached out and touched it. I heard, I heard you could touch him and something happened. You might get your healing. Let's try that out and see. And guess what? Nothing happened. Let me try that. I, man, I, I, you said, well, this your brother? She got healed. Oh, let me try that. And didn't nothing happen? Not one thing happened. Why? Because this woman reached out with the hand of faith. When she touched him, that was her point of contact to release her faith. When I touch him, I'll receive. When I touch him, see. Do you understand that? Praise be unto God. See, her faith was speaking. Now, a lot of folks go around just, you know, trying to say something, but it don't work like that. Well, I'll say it too. I'll say it too. I'll say it too. Now, if you just say it to be saying it, all you're doing is talking. All you're doing is trying to ape or imitate somebody else or what you heard someone else do or say, well, I'll do that too and it'll work for me. No, it won't work for you until you believe it in your heart just like she did and is willing to do exactly what she did. It ain't going to work for you just because you say it. It's going to work for you when you say it and have faith in what you say. Believe in what you say. You know, Mark 11, 23 said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, this problem, this sickness, this disease, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe. What's he going to believe? Believe that whatsoever he saith shall come to pass. He shall have what he saith. You're going to have to believe in what you say, folks. Do you know that? You're going to have to believe in what comes out your mouth. How, how am I going to get to do that? Well, the main way I tell folks is you take the Word of God and put it in your heart by meditating on the Word and confessing the Word and build it into you. And then the problem comes up, you'll speak the Word only. See, and you'll have what you say. But just to go around and say, well, I got a Cadillac, I got this, I got this. No, you find the word and you believe it in your heart. You meditate upon it until you get it in your heart that you couldn't, a man couldn't come and threaten your life and you deny what you know in your heart. See, this woman, he said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. She wasn't just trying to say something that uh, uh, she heard somebody else say. Because I doubt if she heard anyone else say that. She just started saying it. She started saying it. Uh, Matthew's account, uh, King James said, uh, she was saying within herself. Rotterham said, she kept saying, she kept saying, she kept saying. She just kept saying. What was she saying? What she believed in her heart? Well, how do you know she believed it in her heart? Because she acted on what she said. You know, a lot of people run around with a good confession and talk. Well, I, bless God, I believe this. But when the problem comes up, you see right where they're at. You got to believe in what you say. I'm going to preach on this one of these days out of Mark 11, 23. You can have what you say. If you're not a truthful person and if you tell 
half-truths and, and, and you don't have any confidence in your own word, you're not going to have confidence to speak anything out your mouth and it come to pass. You can't talk evangelistically speaking either. See? How many did you have at church the other night? Well, evangelistically speaking, about 350. All right, this woman said, she said what she said, her faith spoke. The second thing that she did, she acted upon what she said. She acted upon it. Uh, Luke's account out of Cotton Patch, he said, daughter, you know, Jesus said, uh, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Cotton Patch said, daughter, your trusting action, your trusting action. Faith always acts. It don't just try to do something. I've heard folks say, well, do something. Do, you do it. Now, do, wiggle, uh, wiggle your little toe. Do anything. Just do something. You know, try something. Do something. Do anything. No, no. You don't just try anything. Try to wiggle your ears or nothing like that or stick your tongue out. No, it ain't like that. Are you listening to me? You act from what's in your heart. You've got to be moved from the inside. Something that you know without a shadow of a doubt, blessed be God, healing belongs to me, and blessed be God, when I pray, I believe I receive, and that settled it, praise God. You've got to know it like that, and you can't have any doubts about it. Praise God. That's the way faith does. Now, this woman, she acted. Remember this, your confession and your actions must always correspond. They all must always agree. You've got to act just like, you, you know, if I say, by his stripes I'm healed, hallelujah, by his stripes I'm healed, and go crawl up in the bed. Now, I hadn't acted, have I? Well, you know, I'm just resting, I'm trying to rest. Well, what would you be doing if you was healed? <laughs> well, a lot of you still be up in the bed. <laughs> all right, this woman acted. She said, and then she acted. She didn't sit down over on the corner of the, the curb and say, oh, come by me, Lord, come by me. Amen? She didn't sit over on the corner. It, it didn't say, well, as Jesus passed by, he heard a woman with issue of blood squalling and a bawling over there and felt sorry for her and took pity on her and healed her. Did not say that, did it? Then say she was sitting over our squalling and say, oh, I wish it wasn't, the crowd wasn't so big. I wish it wasn't, I can't find the parking place here. Oh, what am I going to do? And just a ring in her hands. It didn't say all that, did she? Said, this woman said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. The multitude was pressing in. It said they was thronging him. They was pressing against him. Cotton Patch said, pushing in and shoving. They was all up around him. But here was a woman who said, if I may but touch the of his garment, and she went and touched the hem of his garment. I mean, she fell down weak, 12 years sick. How would you like to be 12 years sick and then try to walk and try, get, get through a crowd? Huh? That'd be a terrible thing to try to do. Amen? So she acted. She acted. She acted. The third thing that she did is that she received her healing. She said and she acted and then she received. The moment that she touched Jesus' garment, she released her faith. That's what I call the point of contact. A lot of people don't know what I'm talking about, about a point of contact. When hands are laid on you, that's when you're supposed to receive healing right then. 
That's when you release your faith. That's when you trust Jesus. That's when you say out your mouth. That's when you start changing. That's when, that's when something happens. You know, a lot of times when hands are laid on me or something like that, I, I don't wait till I, I go to feeling or something. I just begin to change right then. I just start speaking out my mouth what the Word of God says. I just go to acting just like it says. I go to doing, doing exactly like the Word says right then. The minute, the minute hands are laid on me, see, he said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive. He didn't say, well, you feel something, look like it or taste like it or you smell like you're healed or nothing else. Blessed be God, he said, when you pray, believe. Right then, right that minute. That's the point of contact. See, when hands are laid on you, if you know what happened, at that very moment, hands laid on you, death gives way to liberty right then at that very moment. Most people lose their healing from the time they're prayed, prayed for until they go set, set back down in 10 feet. You know why? They say, well, I felt that come up on me, but it's gone now. I guess it's gone. See, nowhere in the Bible does it say Jesus laid hands on them and they begin to feel something. It don't say that. It didn't say whatsoever things you feel when you pray, believe you receive them. Amen? Now, if you feel like it, you got it. No, and he never does that. See, that's backwards to God. God's way is opposite from the sense realm. The sense realm says, I've got to feel it, see it, taste it, or, or, or see it, or I'm not going to believe it. See? The sense realm said, I ain't going to believe uh, nothing I hear and only half I see. Amen? But God's realm said you, you believe it. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Uh, faith, uh, faith is the uh, evidence of things hoped for and the, and the what? Substance of things not seen. Yeah, substance of things not seen. See, not seen. You don't have to see it to believe it. I don't know anybody here that's met Jesus personally. I don't know anybody here personally here in this, in this church tonight that's been to heaven, knows all about heaven. Oh, but you believe you're going. What makes you believe that? Well, I believe that. Well, I, don't, I doubt if two people in here could give me a scripture on heaven. Amen? But you believe in heaven. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Well, what makes you believe it? Well, I just believe it. Well, that's the way you got to believe about the rest of this stuff whether you see it or, or, or anything else. Praise the Lord. All right, the moment she touched him, she released her faith. It said that she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Amen? When did she receive? She said, she acted, then she received, then it said she felt in her body. Well, when did she feel in her body? See, that's where a lot of people make the mistake. Well, if I don't feel like I got healed, I didn't get healed. No, wait a minute. The feeling came after she said and after she acted. Then she felt. Didn't say, well, she felt like she is healed, and she started jumping up and down, acting like she's healed, then she said. No, that's backwards. Are you listening to me? That's totally backwards. That's not the way God operates. God operates the other way. He said for us to renew our mind, he said, because your, your ways are not my ways. But how many of you know your ways can be God's ways if you get your mind renewed to the Word of God? Praise the Lord.
Praise God. She felt. Well, when did she feel? Not before, but after she said and after she acted. Amen? Nothing wrong with feelings. You're supposed to feel something. You're supposed to feel good. God made your feelings and all that. But you don't go by your feelings. You go by the Word of God. And if you believe in your heart, you'll say and you'll act. If you'll say and you act, then the feelings will come. They'll take care of themselves. All right, the fourth thing that she did, she fell down before him and she told it all. She said it, she acted, she received, and she told it. Praise God. Luke's account said, uh, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him. She declared why she touched him. Cotton Patch said, she told him in front of the whole crowd why she had touched him and how she was cured on the spot. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. She come told it all. What did she tell? She come told how come she touched him. And she said she told how come she touched him and how she was cured on the spot. Praise God. Well, how come she come fearing and trembling? Huh? You ever thought about that? Why did she come fearing and trembling? Because it was against her religious tradition. It was against... Jesus walking along there with Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue, who had a right to have her stoned to death. She come fearing and trembling. She's going to have to tell it all. How many of you know a lot of times Jesus will have you stand at your place of work and tell all you know about Jesus? With fear and trembling coming on you. What if my boss fires me? What if this man does not receive what I'm telling him? But if God told you, do it, blessed be God, he'll receive it. Amen? All right, these, now listen close to me. These four little simple steps have to come in order. They can't come out of order. You can't have them mixed up. They have to come exactly like they did in the Bible, exactly like that. I went to see a, a fellow one time. He, he had lost his eyesight, and he told me, he said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going all over the world and tell everybody about uh, 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 Jesus healing me. Just as soon as the Lord heals me, I'm going all over the world and tell it. He said, as soon as I receive my sight... I'm going everywhere and tell it. I said, well, don't make any plans for any trips because the Lord ain't going to heal you. And he tuned up the squall and he went to crying. You know, he's a good man, good man, honest before God. He just didn't have any teaching. And he began to squall. And he, and he said, oh, come, the Lord ain't going to heal me. He said, I've been teaching Sunday school 50 years. I've had the Holy Ghost since I don't know when, you know, way back. I think before Paul got it. Or, no, no. You know, but he'd had the Holy Ghost a long time. And he'd been teaching Sunday school a long time. And I thought, dear Lord, dear Lord, you know. Reckon what he's teaching, I thought, you know. But I said this. I said, God ain't fixing to heal you. Well, he said, all right. You know, he went to crying and said, why won't God heal me? I said, he's not fixing to heal you. He's already healed you 2,000 years ago. I said, do you believe that Jesus handled your sickness on the cross? Yes. He believed that. You believe that? Well, if he healed you 2,000 years ago, then you're healed now, aren't you? Oh, no, I can't see. See? But if the Lord, he said, if the Lord heals me, I'm going all over the world and tell it. I said, well, 
You're not going anywhere, you know. And I began to take the Word of God and just read the Word of God to him, read the Word of God. See, he wanted, he wanted to wait till he could see, and then he was going to tell it, and then he was going to say it, and then he was going to act like he was ill. You understand what I'm saying? See, that's direct opposite from what the Word of God said. The Word of God said she said, she acted, she received, and then she wasn't told it. Amen. See? He wanted to tell it first, wanted to get, receive it, and then he's going to tell it, and then he was going to act like it, and he's going to go tell it all over the world, you know, and he's going to say it. But it don't work like that. It works just like it did in that Bible. She said it, she acted on it, she received it, then she felt in her body, and then she told it. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Luke, the 17th chapter. Y'all get anything out of this? Luke, the 17th chapter and 11th verse. Here's an account of 10 lepers. He said, It came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into the, a certain city, there met him 10 men that was lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw, and when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith, thy faith hath made thee whole. Now these ten lepers, a lot of, a lot of people don't understand leprosy and what it is uh, because we don't have many lepers in our country. We used to have a leper colony in Louisiana when I, I was a kid. I don't even know if it's down there now or not. I imagine it still is. I don't know. Anyway, leprosy will cause your body to lose its resistance, kind of like the AIDS virus. It's kind of like that. In the, the virus looks kind of like the tubercular uh, uh, bug, the germ. It looks kind of like it's kind of oblong thing. And this leprosy will cause your body to have low resistance and it will cause other diseases to come upon you. TB, it'll cause all kind of diseases. It'll cause gangrene to set up real quick on you. And that's why a lot of them, they lose their fingers, they, lo uh, uh, they lose their toes, they lose their joints. A lot of them, when this leprosy comes upon them, it'll take their face over. They'll look like a lion. Have you ever seen them? They'll look, have the features of a lion. It'll disfigure them totally all together. It was the most dreaded disease of the day. They didn't even know what caused it. They didn't even know if you could transmit it by touching them or what. They were scared to death of this stuff. Kind of like folks are today of this AIDS. See, they're scared of it. They don't know which way to go. They didn't know 
But Jesus Christ told them this. Go show yourself unto the priest. Go show yourself to the priest, praise God. Uh, when he came in, into the town, it said, uh, they cried out. They lifted up their voices. All ten of them, they lifted up their voices. They been, began to cry out. They cried out for something. What did they cry out for? Huh? Mercy, 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 praise God. Oh, Master, have mercy on us, hallelujah. We found out some things about mercy, that mercy belongs to us, praise God. Hallelujah, that it belongs to us. He said, you know, they cried at times, thy son of David have mercy on us, praise God. Thou art the Master, the Messiah, you have this mercy, praise God. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, and while they were still had leprosy, he said, as they went, they were healed. They still had leprosy. They had the leprosy. He said, go show yourself to the priest. They didn't know anything. All they did was obey Jesus Christ. How many of you know it took faith to obey him? Go show myself to the priest. Well, man, I, you know, man, I'm going to go down to the priest. He's already seen me about all he wants to, you know. Go show your, and as they were going, they were healed. How many of you know a lot of people never be healed because of a, one little simple thing? They're not obedient. They're not obedient. I know a lot of people, you know, have come to me and asked me things about their healing. I, I said, I don't understand why I can't uh, uh, receive healing why my child can't, why my wife can't, different things, why I can't receive healing. And one of the first places, you know where I care? How long have you been coming to church here? Oh, two or three months, two years, something like that, you know? Well, let me go check back and see if you've been tithing. You say, well, that's finances. That ain't got nothing to do with my healing. Yes, it does. You've got to obey the Word of God or it'll be something right back in your crawl that's kind of stuck there that when you go to believe God, there's something that ain't just right there and I don't believe God like I ought to. See? You've got to be obedient. You've got to be obedient, not just in tithes, but in everything else. You know, I've had people tell me, say, uh, uh, Brother Solomon, the Lord told me to uh, uh, start coming out there at your church. All right, praise the Lord, you can come. Hallelujah, we don't, we don't run all of them off. We run a few, not all of them. We'll let you come, you know. Hallelujah, and two or three months later, you're here, and they done heard from God again. Where's the Lord sending you? Oh, he sent me over to this other church. Yeah, well, praise God. First thing you know, they done made the rounds. They right back where they started. You know, I never could figure out how come God keeps changing his mind. See? Kind of like I told one boy, I said, I said, son, how come the Lord keeps changing his mind all the time? He said, uh, 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 well, the uh, Lord got a right to change his mind if he wants to. <laughs> I said, yes. Well, you couldn't help him. It ain't nothing. Now, you can't help him. What could you do with him? You know, if I tell him, if I tell him, you know, no, the Lord don't change his mind. He said, I'm the Lord thy God. I change not. He said that. Now you tell him that, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, you know, you'd have to go in. So, you know, the Bible said, let those that's ignorant just be ignorant. You can't help everybody, you know, but you can love them. Amen? 
You can love them, and you know, and if, if you can help them, help them. If you can't, you know, don't get under the care. They used to burden me down, man. I've, I've cried a million nights. Lord, why can't I get that person here? Why can't I? Why can't I? Why is it that I can't get across that Jesus Christ is a healer, that he wants to save them and get them out of that mess there? And why can't I? I've squalled them many times. Why can't I do it? You can't do everything. And one thing you can't do, get under the care of it. You listening to me? You can't get under the care of, of what your kin folks do. You can't get under the care of what your friends do. You cast them over on Jesus and let him handle them because if you want to tote them around, he'll let you. But he won't tote them. He, he don't double up and catch up. He don't double up on that load. He cares them all or none. All right, he said... Go show yourself to the priest. And it said, as they were going, they were cleansed. As they were going, praise God. Hallelujah. Now, let me tell you something. When prayer is offered on your behalf, no matter what it's for, healing, finances, your children, no matter what prayer, when prayer is offered for you, both of you keep the switch of faith on. The one that, that's doing the praying, you keep, you stay on your faith. I laid hands on them, bless God, and if it looks like they're getting worse, bless God, I believe I prayed the prayer of faith. And the one that received, you keep the switch of faith on. Bless God, hands is laid on me, and I don't care what it looks like. Man, they walked off down the road, and they still were spotted, nub-fingered, and fingers all knotted up and everything, some pot, potted faces and everything else as these lepers went. But as they went... They were healed. Praise be unto God. One day I come through, me and my wife was together, and I went and talked to a little, little boy. He wasn't a little boy. He's 21 years old. He's small in size. And his mother had a black cancer on the side of her head. Uh, pretty good size cancer on her head, wasn't it? And uh, I told her, I said, that ain't nothing. We, we get that healed. Praise God. And so I just laid hands on her on that cancer on the side of her head. Man, it was one of them old bad kind. <laughs> and, it, and I laid hands on her and prayed over, and it didn't look no better. Didn't look a bit better. Didn't look no different. And I told her, I said, well, honey, I've, I've laid the, uh, prayed the prayer of faith, and, and blessed be God, it can't stay on your head. She said, well, praise the Lord, you know. Hallelujah. Ain't that nice, you know. Praise God. Next time I seen her, that thing done fell off on the floor, see. Praise God. Looked like baby skin under there where it where it left. Amen. Isn't that right, Mother Pearl? Praise God. You've seen the thing. Praise God. So when prayer is offered, you keep the switch of faith on. Praise God. All right, something happened. Jesus said, where's the other nine? But one of them done something else. He said, where's, where, where's the other nine? But one of the ten saw that he was healed, came back, and what? Worshiped God. Worship God. That 15th verse, he said, with a loud voice, glorified God. Someone said, I don't understand all this shouting. I don't understand all that hollering. You don't? Well, you ain't never got a blessing from Almighty God then. Hallelujah. I'll tell you something. When God goes to moving, it's time to go to shouting. Amen? Praise God. He said, with a loud voice, he glorified God. That 15th verse. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a what? Loud voice. Someone said, well, I don't believe in all that loud stuff. And I don't, well, you wouldn't work around Jesus' ministry. 
You need to get into Buddhism or something over in that area. They're kind of quiet and reserved or something over there. But let me tell you something. Jesus, he'd be preaching. I was reading in one translation. said as he was preaching, he got excited, and he said he prowled about with reckless abandon, praise God. I mean, that's your master done that. Hallelujah. He said he went about preaching and teaching. How many of you know preaching ain't teaching? Preaching is up here waving your arms like a windmill and spitting cotton. Can you feature your master doing that? Huh? Well, he was a preacher and he was a teacher. And he got excited. Ain't nobody going to follow no deadhead. Well, how are you today, brother? Well, follow me on open my church and with the rest of us. Praise the Lord. Head long as a Shetland pony. No, ain't nobody going to follow that. Art Phillips' translation says this. He said, King James said, uh, 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 he worshipped him with a loud voice. He glorified God. Phillips said, at the top of his voice. Hallelujah! Glory! Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Ruth translates that. He said, with a great cry of praise to God. With a great cry. Cotton Patch said, he shouted at the top of his voice, Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, praise God. What the shouting, praise God. Praise God, praise God. I know when I got the Holy Ghost, I got to singing, and I got to singing, Praise God, praise God. And it sounded like amazing grace, but it just had about 16 extra beats in it. Praise God. said he praised God with a loud voice. The 16th verse, he said, fell down on his face at his feet and given what? Well, thank you. Thank you for being so kind. Let me tell you something, folks. He didn't go from the top of his voice to whispering. He kept shouting. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And he fell down his feet and went to thanking him. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, Philippians 4, 6, he said, cast all your care, the whole of your care over on Jesus. He said, with everything, with prayer and supplication, with what? Thanksgiving, let your request be no, made known unto God. You know, that's, I'll tell you what, that's the highest type of faith you can have is, is to start praising God for the answer. That's the answer. I've already got it. Praise God. By his stripes I'm healed. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. By his stripes I'm healed. Hallelujah. I've got it. When did you get it? 2,000 years ago when my master got it. Hallelujah. Praise God. With thanksgiving. A lot of people don't add that to their prayers. See, if you believe you got it, you don't have to keep praying about it. You just thank God for it. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, Abraham, you know, he was the example of faith. And it said about Abraham, said he, got, he, he uh, stayed strong in faith. You know how he say, said he stayed strong in faith? And said Abraham stayed strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Man, that inspires your faith. You go to shout, Woo, glory. Himself took my infirmities. Hallelujah. He bare my sicknesses, and by his stripes I'm healed. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. Praise be unto God. Oh, praise God. Praise God. 
God. It's mine now. Hallelujah. He got it for me. I don't have to get it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, I tell you what, if the devil's around, he'll find some way to get out. Amen? Well, nineteenth verse, let's read that kind of slow. And he said unto him, said to this and come back. Said, Arise and go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Something happened to this man that didn't happen to the others. Oh, they got healed. They got healed. All of them got healed. But this one that come back and added praise and worship to it was made whole and the nubs came on. Everything, he was totally made whole, folks. I mean, he didn't just get a healing. You know, if you've got, if you've got a finger cut off right there, you know, and it's, you know, and it's sore and everything like that and raw and everything, you pray over that and heal it up and God will heal it. This fellow, his fingers, all he was made whole, made whole. I'm telling you, it's something uh, added dimension in prayer, uh, added dimension in faith is praise and worship unto Almighty God. I mean, with a loud voice, praise God. He went to praising God, fell down before all of them, didn't care what anybody said. Kind of like Paul and Silas, you know, when they was in prison, said at midnight, midnight, it could be the darkest hour in your life, but at midnight said they prayed and said the prisoners heard them. Someone heard them, hey, Amen. But someone else besides the prisoners heard him. Oh, the great God I am heard that prayer and he heard that coming up before heaven. And when it came up before heaven, I can hear him now saying, look down over the banisters of heaven and he said, what is that coming out of that filthy dungeon? He said, it's Paul and Silas praising Almighty God. And he just reached down and just shook that old jailhouse and said, loose them and let him go, folks. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. It's something about praise. It's something about worshiping God that adds something to your faith. I mean, give some, give some uh to it. You know what that uh is? You know, have you ever been stuck in an old car and you, you push and push? No, it look like you're going to make it and just reach down and get that other little gear. And mm, mm, you give that uh to it. Give that all you got. That, uh, that worship and praise gives that to it. Amen? Praise God. They all got healed, you know, when they obeyed Jesus. Praise God. It took faith to obey Him. Go show yourself. But this one that added praise, added worship, He was restored every whit whole. Praise be unto God. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Would y'all enjoy that tonight? Praise God. I know I did. I know I did. Praise God. I done preached me happy. I'm like, just have a fit up here in a minute. <laughs> Praise God. I know when I first found out about praising God and counting it all joy, you know, we just wouldn't pray about nothing. We just lay hands on somebody and go to love and a praising God, you know. You know, I remember we, one of the kids get sick or something, we'd just go to thanking God. Not for the sickness, but thanking him that 2,000 years ago he handled the, the, the sickness problem. Praise God and go to praising him, you know. And 10 times out of nine, they'd get healed before we'd even get to praying. Isn't that right? They just, oh, we just start pray, praising God. And they just, how many of you know your God inhabits the praises of his people? Praise God. I know he's within us. 
Oh, hallelujah. But it ain't nothing like Jesus Christ walking among us. Amen? Yes. Praise God. Stand on your feet.